Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listening to the AC Wildcats podcast. Now, very privileged to be joined by Bet MGM right here. Um, my reads just froze up on me real quick, so I will get that whole read out here in just a second. Here, I don't know what happened there, but very excited about that. Um, joined by Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke. Brad, we have got a lot to get to today. Uh, first and foremost, the transfer portal is here, my friend. The transfer portal is here. And um, first and foremost, we haven't talked with you since Kirk Kreese entered the transfer portal. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I think it makes perfect sense for him. Uh, I think in a perfect world, he'd want to stay in Arizona and uh, terrorize uh, Sorority Row and uh, be a role player off the bench. But he has bigger aspirations. Right. So, you know, whether it winds up at Xavier playing for Sean Miller, who recruited him, whether he winds up uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, making uh, uh, dual fans, Mike Luke and uh, uh, Jake Fisher happy. Um, you know, I think he could have been an important role player for Arizona, but it's not a loss you can't overcome. Right. I mean, and there's a lot of different things that you can go with. First of all, you need to get more dynamic in the backcourt. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. But first, all right, now I got to get this in here. I apologize for it. Um, uh, Jacob Franklin, now um, you uh, put uh, we have teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. Um, Again, we're going to. And if you haven't signed up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX and you'll get $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager from MGM. Here's how it works. All right. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. You'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Again, deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX and... Um, and to kick off this partnership, we're doing a massive watch party this Saturday at 2 p.m. at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Come watch the last stages of college basketball play out and have great food, beverages. Plus, if you register and place your first best bet with promo code PHNX, when you sign up, you'll receive a free shirt. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer, disclaimer right here. 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, right, well, Mississippi, right. Nevada. Again, Nevada, that, that was on me. That's on me right there. Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence. Help Michigan. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington. All right. I again, this was a little bit rough right there. I do apologize. Um, but again, good stuff right there. Uh, good stuff right there, Jacob. You bailed me out right there. So again, new partner right there. Super happy about now. 
Brad, let's talk about the transfer portal right here and what you need. And we're going to get into names here because there's a lot of different names, in my opinion. They could all make, uh, they could all help Arizona. But first, you need athletic players on the perimeter that can score the ball. We saw last year with Arizona, you didn't have an abundance of that. You got to get better in that realm. And in my opinion, you need more athleticism as well. Yeah, you know, I've. I grew up with Sean Elliott, so so keep that in mind. I, if you really want to go back, I grew up with Dr. J. I perfect personally believe that if you're one of your three best players is not your small forward, you're in big trouble. Right. And this year, it small wasn't forward great. you, as you put it, wing forward you is what I've called it. Going back, as good as Arizona's point guard situation has been, um, and again, I have to relook at the numbers. I think this year, but. Every small forward, with the exception of the Corey Williams, Joe McClain uh, combo, going back to Eddie Smith, have, have played in the NBA. And all you know, all Corey did was carve out a, a 15-year overseas career where he was, I believe, the emperor of Belgium. And Joe McClain just manages like these ridiculous uh, uh, investment funds. So both of those guys are doing really well. But you start with Eddie Smith, you go all the way through. Uh, ben Matherin and, and Dale and Terry and Arizona's, you know, forwards have have done very well. So I think you need to be dynamic there. Uh, I'm not sure KJ Lewis is that guy or not. I, I seem to think, you know, watching him, he looks more like a, a nice two guard, mm-hmm. um, which is another position you need. I think as great as these combo guards have been um, for for Tommy Lloyd, and I think he likes that. I think he likes having three, four guys who can handle the ball at some point you need a guy who can score right. and you need a long rangey score. Um, you know, I mean, again, that tradition of a Mike Dickerson, a uh, Richard Jefferson, a Chase Buttinger, all the way through Stanley Johnson, they don't have to be the best score, but they have to be a dynamic score a guy who can get you key buckets. And I think you need that the two guard position. I think ideally in a, in a perfect world, um, I would like to see like a grad transfer at one of those spots and a multi-year transfer at another one of those spots, assuming there isn't a, right. a, a freshman out there or an incoming freshman that you're still trying to pluck. I, I know Arizona at one point was attached to the kid who decommit from Providence, but now everything is reading that Arizona is not going to offer or make a push for that kid. But that's the type of, you know, freshman out there, incoming freshman that, um, and I'm just not sure how many of these dynamic wings are are in Europe. Um, right. See, I'm of the opinion you now get more Pella Larson type wings in Europe than you do yeah. six, seven range. You know, Ben Matherin type. I'm you have of the to go opinion to Canada for those. I'm of the opinion though, Brad, that you've got to be able to get guys. I'm cool with bringing in the European guys, but I think the European guys in this day and age are far more hit or miss. I mean, we've seen that, you know, Henry Vasar came in and a lot of people had expectations that he was going to be a one year or a two year and done. You just don't know until they get here. When you look at the transfer portal and how this has changed thing, and we got a really cool graphic coming up here in a minute, but when you look at the transfer portal and how it's changed things, you can get immediate contributors right now that you don't have to theorize okay are they really good and we're going to get to some of these names but you know like a you know a a tj bomba you know for example from washington state we already know that tj bomba can play at the high d1 level that's why i'm okay with getting some guys from macedonia and latvia and all that but i also need to see a 
you get two to three guys that we know exactly what they can do. Because, Brad, look at this Final Four. And if uh, if Jacob, if we could pull up the uh, guys that played in the Elite Eight Sweet 16, that uh, grad transfer list of guys that played. I mean, you look at this right here, William. Marquise, or Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson, Marcus Carr, Serge Jabari Rice, Nigel Pack, Miami, Texas, K-State. If they can do it, there's no reason that Arizona can't do it, in my opinion. You know, I think the toughest thing with the transfer portal is you need to find that balance between getting a guy making a lateral move who, but nine times out of 10, those guys are unproven. Uh, like right. the, the kid who just left Oregon. Now, you you made a great, Bomb is a great example. He's leaving Washington State because Washington State can't get to the NCAA tournament. Right. Um but if you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, Noel's from like Arkansas State or Arkansas Little Rock. Sometimes you get a Marquise Noel, and sometimes you get a Cedric Henderson. And Henderson's a very good player. Um, he was a great role player, but he's not a star. And Arizona right. probably Same with Ramey. Yeah, Arizona at some point in this transfer portal probably needs one star, maybe two if uh, Zoo leaves. Again. The big question is also what is the player development for the guys remaining? Um, I'm going to assume Umar Balo is not getting significantly better, and that's fine. He's a nice number three. I'm assuming Pella Larson is not getting. Let me, yeah, let me challenge you there. Let me challenge you there. Yeah. Um, because again, I was totally wrong on Umar Ballo from the beginning. So take this for what it's worth. I thought he'd be a Gene Edgerson, basically. But you look at his first year, you know, he's five, you know, he's six and four or whatever. This past year, he's 15 and seven. Do you so you don't think that he can make that jump to 18 and nine? I think it's doubtful. Okay. Only because now he's in in what year five, year six. Right. Um I did not think he'd make as big a jump this year. I thought he'd make a jump because I'd like Umar Ballo quite a bit. But let's say he goes up to 16 and 8. That's still mm-hmm. a really good player. But um, he's not a frontline dude is what you're saying, and I agree with that. Because he he can't con- create his own shot. Right. Um, he is very reliant on either great entry passes or cleaning up the glass. Um, but again, Pella Larson, I don't anticipate him getting any better. Vasar, yes. You hope he or Dylan Anderson make a jump. And I kind of expect one of them to. Again, Anderson has to be here um, because that has also been Tommy Lloyd's track record with big men. Right. They do make a, a, a leap. Um, but that being said, yeah, you got to go out. You got to find a guy who, yeah, again, could Boswell be the best player on the team next year? Absolutely. Yep. He showed me enough as a 17-year-old. Hey, did you know that? Um, that I'm really excited about. We'll be 18 next year. Exactly. And we'll have to hear about that probably. Um, but yeah, I think you need a, you need a star and, and, and is TJ Bamba a star? I think so. Um, I'm not sure Caleb love is because of the way he shoots. We're going to talk about, okay. We're going to talk about all those but, guys, so but you know, they can right. score. Um, right. But yeah, I think if Boswell's not ready to be a star and again, I don't know how much better he can get. I think a lot. Um, or excuse me, your your main star. If he's not your Bibby, your Jason Terry, then you need to find one in the portal. Because, assuming Zoo leaves, I'm assuming I'm I'm making a lot of these assumptions on Tabellus. I don't believe that even Zoo's- in a perfect world, Tabellus should be your number two. Yes, exactly. You hit the nail on the head because to me, Zoo is not a. 
I got to be Zoo puts up star numbers, but Zoo isn't a star. And here's what I mean by that is that Zoo is not the guy that you just give the ball to in a big situation and clear out. And he's shown now and again, there are some people that are built like this. Again, this isn't a diss towards Zoo at all, but there are some guys that are just not wired for that big moment. Zoo's just not that dude in that regard. You need somebody else, in my opinion, right there. I also don't think his game is built for it. Right. Um, while he can put the ball on the floor, no, you need you need a guy who is not afraid to pull up from thirty, who's also not afraid to to drive the lane and look for contact. And um, you know, again, I'm going to use Matherin as a great example. Matherin was a guy who could hit that big game winner or, or pseudo game winner uh, against TCU. You know, that long jump, but can also get in the lane and drive and create his own shot. Um, you need that and you need that in, in college basketball. Um, because if you look at the, most of these teams, um, you know, as much as that was a controversial foul in the San Diego state game, kid blew by the defender. The defender was trailing him. Right. Um, cause he put the ball on the floor. Um, and that's why it was a foul. It wasn't so much the contact in the hip. It was the fact that he hit him from behind, but you got you have to have that kind of guy. And if you look at the great Arizona teams, you had Sean Elliott, you had Damon and Khalid. You had you Miles. Had, yeah. You had Miles, Dickerson, Bibby, all three guys who could get the and we forget as much as Dickerson struggled to score late in the NCAA tournament, that, that was a 17-point a game guy when he was going good. Right. You know, and, you, and he didn't even really fall off until the Elite Eight. He was fine, he no. was great against Kansas. Yeah, in fact, he was better than Miles, I think, in right. the in the uh, South Alabama game until yeah. Miles caught fire late. But again, you go down the great teams: Gardner and 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 Gilbert, uh, Gardner and Salim. Uh, you know, Salim and Shakur. I kid, I kid. It could have been Shakur had the physical tours. It was all right. up between his head and the fact that Salim was mean. But again, you know, go to the good Miller teams. Got you know, Derek Williams. Here's a guy who was a power forward, but could pull up from three, could get in the lane, could finish a uh, offensive rebound, and heck, he could even block a shot against Washington when you need the defensive right. play. You need versatility, and if you look at it, Umar Ball is a pretty one-dimensional player. He's a power player. I mean, he can get up and down. Zoo's a finesse player. Um, you know, Pella Larson is the closest thing they have, but he's just not good enough. Right. Let's get to let's so let's get to the roster, but let's get to some of these names. But first, four peaks. You know the deal here. The four peaks. Now, many people associated with the U of A big men this year, they are right, but it is also the official brew of PHNX Sports. All right, you might say to yourself, Mike, where can I go get some four peaks? Thanks for asking. Here's the deal. You can go new coach, new GM. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. They should choose Will Anderson. And it's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in the pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft is April 27th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or up. Enjoy responsibly and tap and bottle. Our good friend Scott and Rebecca do a great job downtown and at the Northside location. Go there. It's a very much of a community feel. It's local. You can get Four Peaks there. And many times there's a food truck out there. But, again, we've not known them for many, many years. They do a fantastic job. And, again, it's a great place to hang out. Very much of a, uh, very much of a community-type feel. All right. Now, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the list of guys that are in the portal right now or guys that are you're 
we're looking at right here. Okay. Now, Muhammad Gay has uh, he has announced that he will either go uh, pro or he's going to uh, come back. So that was a little bit of a, you know, he's changed that. But let's look at some of these other guys. And then we got some other names. Reese Dixon Waters. I like him. I think he'd be a great fit at Arizona. Uh, 6'5 guard, 10 points per game. I like Andy Enfield, but nobody ever accused him of being a great offensive coach. You look at a Graham Ike, 6'9, 255, 20 and 10. Is he redundant with Umar Ballo? Maybe. A Khalif Battle averaged 18 a game at Temple. These are guys right here, Brad, that would be instant contributors. Now, some different than others, and we're going to get to a couple of the other names here in a minute. But right now, these are guys that would significantly help, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess the big the question mark of that group would be Dixon Waters only because we haven't seen him do it, although he's got all the tools. Right. And again, I compare him to, what is it, Ware coming out of Oregon. He's got a lot more upside than, say, uh, with all due respect, than Courtney Ramey or um, Cedric Henderson. But there again, like there's a level he hasn't gotten to. But put up similar, yeah, similar uh, numbers to Ramey. And again, right. some of that is the Andy Infield usage and, you know, um, you know, Boogie Ellis being a ball dominant point guard. Um, the guy I, of that group, uh, and assuming, you know, gay, uh, is not really in the portal. Uh, I do think Ike is interesting because he's a little bit of that springy six, mm-hmm. nine big, the, right. for lack of a better thing, what San Diego state's built around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he could complement, And he's got a little range too. It's not like yeah. he's just six foot and in. He could compliment, I think, Balo um, and Tubelas, frankly, if, if Tubelas came back, because that's the one guy they they haven't really had. I know Coloco could do a lot of that, even though he was 6'11". But, you know, I think, you know, in many ways, I think the perfect front court you really have, you have a power guy, you have a spring guy, you have a finesse guy. Right. Um, and, you know, whether... The finesse guy next year is Zoo, whether it's Vesar. And I'm not, still not even 100% sure what Vesar develops into, um, assuming he's going to continue to develop. He, you could tell me he could wind up being Vesar a great shot me, blocker. Vesar, to me, though, is the epitome of why, yes, I'm okay with getting European guys, but they're hit or miss. You and I have seen a lot of them. They're hit yeah. or miss. These guys, some of these guys we're talking about, we're going to get to Caleb Love and TJ Bomba in a second, but I at least know with these guys, and Arizona to me has to be able to get difference makers and guys that you know are difference makers, William. Yeah, and again, I and that's my only thing about I as good as Ike's numbers are, I don't he's not a takeover the game type of guy. Right. Um, I think he's that complimentary piece. But yes, I think uh, you know, Khalif Battle could be that guy. Caleb Love can be that guy, Bomba can be that guy, especially with more talent around him. I mean, obviously Washington state had kind of those two guys and then nothing else. Um, but you come to Arizona and again, you're playing with Boswell and you're playing with Larson and you're playing with Balo. That's uh, you don't have to match those numbers to be a better player. Right. Yes. No, I would agree with that. Now let's talk about Caleb love first. This is a name that's entered the transfer portal. There's a little, there's definitely, there's a connection here. Steve Robinson was his lead recruiter at North Carolina. So there is a connection. Now it does sound like Missouri might be the favorite. I don't know that for a fact, but either way, what intrigues me about Caleb love, and I totally get that he didn't shoot a great percentage, but what Arizona to me has been outside of Ben Matherin has been sorely lacking guys that embrace the big moment that want the shot. I mean, with this, with all due respect to Zoo to Pella Larson, they didn't want neither one of them. Their games are really designed for that. Pella can't really dribble, and uh, Zoo is 
you know, he's a big man that relies on others. Caleb Love, I, you can say what you want about him, but I've seen him on the biggest stage in the final four, drop 30 plus points and look every bit the part that he wanted every next shot. And that to me is a little bit of a underrated quality in a player, Brad. He's been to a final four. He's um, played in the ACC. He has put up, even though he didn't shoot great this year, he didn't shoot horribly, but he was what? Still 16 and a half, 16, seven. Um, those are pretty good numbers. And again, he wouldn't necessarily have to be at 16. His 14 might be enough. Right. Um, so yeah, I think he's a guy who, if he wants to come, if that connection is strong, you, you bring him in a heartbeat. Right. Uh, again, I would do that with Bamba. I would do that. with. Well, let's talk about Bamba. Bamba to me is the other guy. Cause I'm honestly, I'm okay with this overhaul and what we saw at the end of the tournament last year. I'm totally cool with bringing in multiple double digit or double figure scores, because here's the thing with Ky- Kylan Boswell is going to start. And I think we all hope that he makes a big leap. But then after that, I'm okay with bringing Pella Larson off the bench again, you know, he'll play 28 minutes per game, but we've also seen that maybe Pella is better off the bench. So if that means that I go with more of a guard-oriented look where you've got a, a Caleb Love and a TJ Bomba or maybe somebody that hasn't even entered the portal yet, hint, 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 that would be, you know, I'm okay with that, Brad, because we saw that this team last year had a lack of dogs and had a lack of guys that could score off the bounce. Because we don't know what Philly B is because we don't know how game ready KJ Lewis is. Right. I think you need three. Right. Agreed. I think you need probably some combination of a combo guard, a legit, and then two legit wings. Right. Um, And so whether that is some combination of a, like a Taron Armstrong type. Who I know- let's, let's talk about Taron Armstrong. I get a lot of people that ask me about him. Is, is Taron Armstrong to me is at the end of the day, he's good, but he's also 11 and five at Cal Baptist. I yeah, get that. It's, that's, a that's, me, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not like, and I'll be honest, I don't watch any Cal Baptist games and anybody out there that does is probably lying, but I or, was expecting, or doing quite well on bed MGM or doing quite well on bed MGM, Brad and PHNX is the code word right there. Yep. Um, But I watch it, though, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's a guy, if he's a real difference maker, I'm looking for more like 19 points per game, not 11 and 5. I mean, Cal Baptist is, I mean, they're playing Chico State, correct? I don't even know. Who, Cal Baptist maybe? Right. I mean, so yeah. that to me isn't good enough. Well, to me, again, you, you've got to find, if in this perfect world, I want two high major or mid-major um, legit mid-major. I'm not talking these things we call mid-majors. Uh, a mid-major is the West Coast Co- or the the WAC, the West Coast Conference, right? Whatever FAU's in, Th- those are mid-majors. Right, right. Low majors are FDU. Um, right. I want, and and that's what Campbell was, and that's why you know that's what UNC Asheville is when uh, our good friend Dylan uh, Smith came to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I need two guys who've done it against the same competition Arizona is going to be playing. Uh, right. So that is a Bomba. That is a uh, Caleb Love. That is a um, you know, the, even Ike. Ike you know what's annoying it. about this, Brad, is that you look at other teams, though. Look at a Serge Jabari Rice at Texas. Comes over and does it from New Mexico State. Look at Suli Boom at Xavier. We, you know, those are guys that, because you're, you're exactly right. It's hard to really tell what a guy from Santa Although Clara, I would say New Mexico State's 
a mid-major. So you kind of know what you're getting. I mean, if you look at it, you know. Right. But I guess what I'm saying, though, is that those guys, for unfortunately for Arizona, transferred or their games transferred in a way that, say, Dylan Smith's never did or that Cedric Henderson's never did. That's what's annoying. That's all. Uh, although I would say Cedric Henderson was better than I thought. Yeah, be, true. To be honest. You know, Arizona got lucky with TJ McConnell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess you could say Mark Lyons, although that's a high major, mid-major. But right. um, yeah, but yeah, Arizona, uh, he, he, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get because you don't know how it transfers because you don't know when that guy averaged 17 points a game. Did that involve three 27-point wins over Winthrop? Right. Um, even though I, yeah, so the minute uh, a mid major guy or low major guy transfers, I instantly look at what he's done against good competition. Um, By the way, Tommy's left nut right here says Dylan Anderson is going to average 15 and 10 by the time he leaves Arizona. You heard it here first. No, you heard it no, here second. You heard it from Mike first. You heard it from me. You better get in line on this one, my guy. There is no bigger Dylan Anderson fan in the world, but you're more than welcome to hop on the train. Just need to be clarified that one. Go ahead, William. Sorry. But yeah, so again, I need some proven commodities. Right. Yeah, or I need I the told- staff, or I need the staff to be completely sold on a guy. I've got to give Lloyd some I thought though, going into this year though, that this was going to be a big offseason for Lloyd in one uh in one regard because you know, everybody looks at Lloyd and he's you know, he's a nice guy. He's at you know, he's a happy-go-lucky guy, but I probably wasn't easy for him. And you know, in this day and age too, it probably wasn't easy for him to be able to, you know, go up to a guy in Kirk Creaso who he clearly likes. And I don't know exactly what happened behind the scene, but basically said, you know, yeah, we're going in a different direction right now. That couldn't have been easy, but you know what? If he needed something to soothe him before he did it, that's where OGs comes into play right here. There's so <laughs> There's so much more than gummies. They're truly about the culture and everything we do. Um, again, you can get favorite flavors. If you're like William Brad Alice and you have a hard time sleeping, you can get OGs. If you're like Tommy Lloyd and you got to calm down a little bit before you got to have that tough talk with Kurt Carissa, maybe you get some OGs as well. So again, it's official. OG's new strawberry and cream Happy Balance gummies are uh, live on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out OG's brands. Must be 21 and up. And the William Brad Alice Sleep Edition right here. Sleep Edition gummies are live and active, plus tons more. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out OG'sBrands.com. Must be 21 and up to enjoy. And one last one right here. Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right. Brad Alice has been to Mountain Mike's Pizza. This is correct. Yes. Guess what I saw in Sacramento two weeks ago? Mountain Mike's. A Mountain Mike's Pizza. I went in there. It the, the movement will not be stopped. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or uh, go to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher. You might even see William Brad Alice up there with the kids eating some pizza. Good game set up. Again, great stuff right there. Okay, now with Tommy Lloyd, though, I got to give him some credit, though, on this because he clearly likes Kirk Carissa. Um, You know, uh, you can just tell by, you know, his loyalty to him and this and that. But I'm also guessing that at some point he might have come to the conclusion that I can't really get over the top with Kirk Carissa. Not that he's not good, but he's not really a next level player. And I know he was dealing with injuries in the tournament. But at the end of the day, in four tournament games, you're three of 24, eight turnovers, four assists. That's not going to – it's just not going to get done. Yeah, and again, I don't think Tommy's like, you need to leave. But I think Tommy said, yeah, you'll have to come off the bench next year. 
Right. Um, you know, we are going to bring in guys who, who, you know, we're going to promote Boswell. KJ Lewis is going to play a bigger role for us. Um, you know, Pella's not going anywhere as long as he's happy because Pella fits that role of that right. sixth man, seventh man, hopefully. Um, so yeah, so I think it was a difficult conversation, uh, but it, it's not like he cut Kirk Creesa, but at the same time, he said, you know, I understand. Um, and I think Creesa knows that there's people are going to roll the dice on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got two years left too. So got two years. He gives you an emotional spark. Um, when he's on, he's really good. But again, I think at, at the end of the day, yeah, Arizona probably wants to get a little more athletic, wants to get a little more consistent and possibly you might need, this is going to sound weird. It's almost reverse racism. I think you need a domestic player to be your face of your program. Um, yes. I mean, I, I don't know if you want some, you know, for lack of a better word, some Justin Bieber looking guy who talks a bunch of trash in Estonian being the face of your program. And that might be part of the reason Arizona's had a little bit of trouble uh, in recruiting. I, and I've also say this, I, I, I do wonder if part of that narrative that Arizona wasn't up for the game and we talked about this last week, is because when you have this many foreign players who the biggest thing in their lives is playing on their national team, that maybe the NCAA tournament is not as big a well, we just look at, priority. Well, just look at Kirk Kreese's comments where he said that, you know, we just weren't up for this game. How are you not up for this game? Yeah, and again, you're... You know, if you're if you're and I don't know if kids nowadays, you know, they're on their phones or whatever, but you and I from about for me, it was about fifth or sixth grade. That's when Lute Olson came to town mm-hmm. NCAA tournament is like everything. That's all that mattered. Like if I could get my mom to let me stay home from school. Hey, she pulled me out of of uh, uh, school. I think I can say this now out of Gridley to go take me to the UTEP game. Um where you know obviously right. it didn't end the way and I was hey, gonna say there, it didn't end the way you there was two other to. there was two other guys who had doctor appointments right and I'm like hey uh you you go to the doctor today he's like yeah like it's the doctor Dr. Mercao he's like absolutely um but we you know if you grew up in Estonia he represented his country against Luka Doncic this summer that's a bigger deal and it you know look at the world baseball classic some of those guys from the Dominican and, and and from Japan, that was a bigger deal to represent their country than to win the World Series. So, yeah, maybe you need a few guys, you know, again, I always joke, from Baltimore who, you know, you were hanging out at the barbershop to get a glimpse of the uh, uh, NCAA tournament games, uh, you know, with and then you're gonna go play. Then you're going to go hoop across the street afterwards. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, again, do I, do I want to abandon? No, I don't want to abandon Europe. I think there's too many good players, and Arizona has a – But I don't want nine of them, though, either. No, I think again at some point I need a guy from I need a guy from Phoenix or I need a guy from from you know Fairfax or I need a guy right. from uh, Seattle Rotary Select uh, as the face of my program. Right. So you look at it now, the starting lineup where you've obviously got uh, Kylan Boswell and Umar Ballo. I think those are the two uh, positions that are pretty much spoken for. I would like to get and we're going to get into a little bit of football here in a second, but I would like to be able to get a big man up front that can block some shots, but also maybe stretch the court a little bit there. I mean, heck, maybe that's Henry, but 
I think you're banking on a lot right there. I mean, you you would really need to see a significant jump. And again, at the two and the three, I need scorers and I need guys to want the ball. As uh, our buddy Kelvin Efon says, I want do- I need dogs out there. I need guys that you know are not going to shy away from the moment. And that's to me again where Caleb Love, TJ Bamba kind of come into play. Guys like that. Yeah, uh, you know, I again, I need I need at least one star. Right. I, and then I wouldn't mind. Uh, come on, you tell me there's not a little Bieber look to that look, the little wispy right. stash, the, the the good hair. Okay, well, but, I like um, it. But I also need to, yeah, you know. And again, if you if you can find me another said Henderson, a grinder, I'll take that. I just have to have that on top of. That needs to be an addition to, not in lieu of. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily need Ben Matherin part two, but I, but I certainly need. I certainly need a guy who's probably getting drafted in the second round. Right. And Kirk. You need a difference, man. You need an all-conference type player. Yes. I don't need an all-American. I'd love to have an all-American, but I need an all-conference type player, a guy that's a real difference maker out there. And that's, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. And again, if you can, uh, for me, I think I would prefer a guy like a Bomba who's from a Washington state who is not leaving because he he couldn't quite cut it. He's leaving because the the program can't cut it. Right. Um. You know. You know. When you see, and, and I don't want to be critical of Caleb Love because I would take Caleb Love a heartbeat, but be critical you know, of Caleb Love. But there's you know there's there's issues at Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um. You know the reason uh, Reese Waters is leaving USC is because he only averaged nine. He couldn't be the guy there. Now whether right. that is a coaching thing, him, I don't know. Bamba was the guy. Bamba just wants to play in the NCAA tournament. That's not going to happen in Pullman, barring a miracle. Right. All right. Now, before we get to some football, let me tell you about Octane Raceway and Mavericks right here. Now, I was actually looking at this yesterday. I kid you not. I was uh, talking with some people about it, and I think I'm going to be going up there. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I wonder if Jacob Franklin has been up there, if he can fit into the go karts, Jacob Franklin. But here's the deal. You got all kinds of uh, you got all kinds of great stuff right now going on. Uh um, you've got, uh, let's see here. You can book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks, kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. They've got it all. And again, bring your spring training ticket and get $10 free uh, game card. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks to learn more. It looks really, really cool. Again, you got a lot of different things up there from arcades to racing. Uh, they got food, they got drink. I would check it out. It's in Scottsdale. It's cool right there. Um, but uh, I think Melo Alvarez hits a uh, hits the nail on the head right here where he says um, Kerr got interviewed in the uh, Pac-12 tournament. He said the March uh, Madness tournament was not that big of a deal. And that to me is a, that to me is an issue. You know, just is. No, I, again, I want guys who that's the deal. Right. Um, because, again, and, and I know I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on message boards. Not everything should be the NCAA tournament. I mean, Lute's legacy is diminished because he only has the one title, but what he did for 20 something years. Oh, the, uh, the consistency was unparalleled when you're, when for 20 something years, your lowest seed is a five seed. And when four times, I think you can realistically argue maybe five times he had a team that was good enough to be national champion. Oh, I think you the can make the case that he had more than that. The the irony was the one that won it wasn't 
Um, and that just shows you again this year as great as is it gonna be to see San Diego State or Miami or, or FAU or whoever win a national title. We all know they really weren't, you know, that shouldn't diminish what Mark Few did this year again. It oh, by the way, too. Shouldn't diminish what they did at Alabama other than being scumbags. Oh, but it should team, diminish what they did at that Alabama. Team is spectacular, though. Um, yeah, but, it, but Houston, again, Kelvin Sampson shouldn't be dinged because he went to the Sweet 16. I mean, he what he did to turn Houston into a national power, phenomenal. Hadn't been done since, you know, Guy Morris was there. Um, so, again, I think it's this weird thing. But at the end of the day, yes, we're all here to win national championships. Tommy Lloyd will never ascend into that next realm of coaching until he gets to a Final Four, much like Sean Miller. Right. Um, it's missing on your resume. And oh. um, so, yeah, if, if again, I don't want to bag on Kreisa and Larson and those guys. And, you know, sometimes it gets lost in translation. Maybe they're trying to say, oh, it's not the moment's not too big for us, although it has been. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want guys who are saying, I'm, you know, when when whoever comes in to fill that transfer slot sits down, I want him saying, I came to Arizona because we want to win a national oh, championship. I want to cut down the nets. And let's be honest here. I'm a massive Tommy Gunn fan. I think he's done a great job here. But this team has now played eight halves of basketball in the NCAA tournament. For seven of them, they've been pretty crummy. I mean, yeah. yeah, Wright State, you weren't good in the first half. TCU, you weren't good. Houston, you weren't good. Princeton, you weren't good. So, again, I mean, you've got to obviously get a different mentality of player. It doesn't mean you need to overhaul your entire strategy, but you got to get a different type of player in there. Speaking of which, Brad, so I've been out at a couple spring practices right now and um, for Arizona football. I do believe that, yes, I know you lose Dorian Singer, but I do believe this is about as deep a skill position across the board as I've seen, and again, since probably the late 90s. Maybe maybe there's a Stoops team in there that I'm missing, but you look at McMillan, you look at Jacob Cowling, those are all both all-conference type dudes that uh, we don't have any, have any doubt about it. Tanner McLaughlin, it feels weird to say, Caught for 500 yards and five touchdowns last year. He's one of the better tight ends in the conference. You got Keen Burnett, obviously, behind him as well. But then you look at the other receivers coming in. You got a Malachi Riley, who looks every bit the part, six foot three. Then you've got a uh, Kevin Green. And then in the backfield, you've got a Michael Wiley, who, while he's not trung, is very, very good. Then you got a Jonah Coleman, a DJ Williams, and a quarterback. Sure, Delora's not what Keith Smith. But he's a pretty good quarterback, and Fafita behind him, Brad, they're loaded at those positions for Arizona standards. To me, the, the, the two most intriguing guys, I think, in this offense are guys who have versatility. Right. And it's Speedy Luke Fan. and it's Keon Burnett. Right. Um, because I don't think – I think especially with Tanner McLaughlin, um, I want to see them utilize Burnett as that hybrid that um you know that travis kelsey type that uh, uh weller type from uh now with the giants right um that real athletic so you expect them to be you expect he and burnett to be one of the two two of the five best tight ends in the nfl this year no but i want to see that versatility i know i know um whereas i think mclaughlin still works best with his hand in the in the ground and as a <laughs> Um, although he's quite athletic and runs nice routes. You know, I want to see them utilize Luke all over the field. Uh, right. I want to see him line up the tailback. I want to see him line up at the slot. I want to see the jet sweep. I want to see the bubble screen. I want to see, 
heck, I want to see them go deep with him on like one of those wheel routes or something, trying to get matched up with a safety or a linebacker. Um, I don't need to see him fed the ball 30 times a game. Right. Tailback position. But you got to give him the ball. Yes. Um, and again, in a variety of ways, um, I want to see them get, I want to see a little more offensive creativity with he and Burnett, because again, I think they're unique players. Whereas I think your other guys are pretty, and, and I don't mean to diminish what they can do because they're, you know, Jake and Cowing's a, a pretty standard slot receiver. Right. Um, you know, Emac's a really nice outside receiver. McLaughlin's a pretty standard tight end. Um, your running backs, you know, you got a power back in Coleman, you've got a power back in Williams, you got a combo back in and Wiley. You know, those guys should be splitting the 30 carries from the tailback position. I want to see Speedy Luke with 10 touches. Right. Uh, all over the field. Let's talk about Jonas Savinea. For, for me, and again, I know that's a little bit different, but um, when uh, when Yusuf Scott came in, and again, I know that he didn't play in the NFL or, you know, he was a uh, fifth-round pick. Yusuf Scott was just different. But he also left a year early. He shouldn't have. He left a year early, correct. And there obviously had some other issues as well. But Yusuf Scott was just different. I've always felt as far as interior linemen, that's kind of the guy, at least in my era, that I've looked at and said – you know, that's who I compare everybody to. I think Jonas Savinea here is going to, if barring injury, is going to leave here as a first round pick, and he's probably going to be that standard. Yeah. I mean, you look at Arizona and, and they've, they've had a handful of linemen who've just been different. Yusuf Scott right. was one of those guys. Uh, Evan Britton was one mm -hmm. of those guys. Just look different. As good as like a guy like Colin Baxter was, um, Colin Baxter didn't look physically look different right. than four other guys. He was just a better player. Right. Um, you know, they had Joe Toffelmeyer. They had, uh, you know, the, the big JC guys under Tony. Um, big Edwin Bulatalo. Uh, yeah, those guys look different. Um, and, yes, Savinea looks looks different. And, you know, he looks like – I thought when it was uh, – when, when we had Jed Fish on the show and he was talking about the importance of backing the A, when he said, you know – I don't know. I get people all the time that come into practice and they say, I don't know what a uh, uh, five-star recruit looks like, but I know what a first-round pick looks like. And there's talking about Jonah. So, again, that's it's something that I think Arizona fans need to really kind of embrace because, again, you generally don't see guys who going into their true sophomore year at Arizona are already looked at as probably being a first-round pick. That's just how unique and rare he is. Yeah, and, and credit the staff. They 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 found him. Um, and right. Not like they. It's not. It's not like he was at some little bizarre little backwoods right. high school. He was. At, he was at one of the big programs, uh, in Hawaii. But again, it just shows, um, that you know, when you're USC, you don't necessarily have to go there. And right. you're Arizona, you do. Right, for sure. Now let's move over to the defensive uh, defensive side a little bit. I actually believe that the linebacking core, and we talked about, I talked about this the other day. I think the linebacker core is going to be pretty good. I think with Jacob Manu, we already know what you uh, you have. Your point's well taken, though. You want to see him, I think, make more tackles up near the line of scrimmage for sure. Um, I think a change of scenery could do Justin Flo a world of good. And um, I think Leviticus Sua coming in as linebacker units go for Arizona. I think that's a pretty good starting place. The other ones, though, um, the other ones, though, I'm a little a uh, little more concerned about. The other yeah, position. And, and frankly, the linebacker unit is still really dependent on that front four being solid to keep bigger guys off of them. Right. Um, you know, you have to have guys who can eat up blocks. You have to have guys who can force. Uh, if not double teams, chips right. um, helps. 
uh, to let the backers flow and let the backers get into let the backers flow. Get it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. I didn't even mean to do that one. I usually do. That's how um, good you are. So yeah, so Arizona really again all defense is just incumbent on having a a solid. It doesn't have to be spectacular, but solid front line again. You need guy you can eat some blocks. You need some guys who can put pressure on the quarterback. And I think there are a lot of questions about what Arizona really has. So there's some guys who look good on the line, um, but yeah, they they need depth. They need ability. They need guys who can can perform. Right. And again, I believe Melo Alvarez right here. Um, uh, Melo Alvarez. Also said, or not a big U of A football fan, but he says, and uh, I need Arizona to be relevant. All I'm going to say is this: I'm not going to try to blow smoke here, but go into practice when you watch fish. I think they've done this thing the right way, building it from the ground up. I also really, I also think that this is one of the better coaching stats here. Again, I don't know anything of Johnny Nansen's. We'll, we'll find out. But at least the position coaches right now, Kevin Cummings is obviously a really good coach. Scotty Graham is obviously a really good coach. You know, guys like that. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty good coaching staff right there. And I love and this is what I wanted to end with right here. I absolutely love getting Dwayne Aquina back in the fold. I per, I would love for him to actually be one of the position coaches. Maybe that happens in the future. But Brad. Tell the people out or tell the people out there because you lived this from day one that just how special of a position coach that Dwayne Aquina is. All you have to do is just look at his track record of of, of guys. Um, you know, whether it's Daryl Lewis, whether it's uh, uh, Chris McAllister, whether yeah. it's uh, heck, even a guy like Kelly Malvo, who was a pretty right. darn good mm-hmm. uh, who forget about yeah he's he you know he was not a great offense Aaron Ross in Texas all those dudes Michael uh uh what was it Michael Huff yeah I mean Arizona has had and that's you know we didn't really touch on some of the safeties either that that, that Arizona Um, Brandon Sanders was a good one exactly uh yeah just Tony Bowie go down the list um so yeah I think his impact his love for Arizona his name in the Polynesian community uh, it was it was a can't miss kind of hire, um, and again, just bringing a, a toughness and and uh, to, to to Arizona that I think, you know, those Tommy teams had that his frankly his Texas teams had. Uh, Matt, you know, we forget how good those Mac Brown teams were in mm-hmm. Texas, right? Um, and he was a part of that. So yeah, I think it's a I think it was a very good hire for Arizona. And to me, again, and I know there are some people who are very critical out there. I really have not felt that Arizona's issues have been coaching right. more than a lack of talent. Right. Um, you know, yes, there's occasionally you're like, oh, why'd they run that player? Oh, yeah, that, that scheme. But more often than not, it just looks like that other team has more guys, more dudes. And uh, right. we'll see now as Arizona continues to build their talent, uh, we're going to learn a lot more about Fish and his staff uh, and Nansen. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never, I rarely have felt like, oh, they just got completely outcoached. It's usually they, they just got outworked. They just right. got out talented. He is the great William Brad Alice. I am Mike Luke. Again, William has a podcast that you just put out there. You have anything else coming out soon? Yeah. Two of them came out last week and, uh, hope to get two more out this week. Um, you know, they will be about between 15 and, and 30 minutes each. And, uh, yeah, want to hit on, hit on a variety of stuff. A lot of it we've already talked about today. 
All right, Abraham Mendoza, he has peer pressured me into getting a new mic. I am glad that you are happy with this new mic. I am here to please. But for William Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke. Jeffrey Jacob Franklin or Jacob Jeffrey Franklin behind the scene, whichever you prefer, making us look cool. Appreciate you as always, big dog. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Got the great Jody Ayler coming on at noon. You're listening. Brad knows Jody. I know Jody. So you are, you've been listening to the AZ Better Wildcats. basketball player than me. He's a better basketball player, but you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. <laughs>